Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a monster truck driver to deliver pizza. And the neighbors are going wild. You can hear that engine from a mile away, Fran. And he's foregoing the driveway and heading right up the lawn and over the azaleas. What a power move. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. With six-foot tires and a roll cage, this pizza guy could quite literally crush the competition. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. And now, an important message from Steve Harvey. I've been thinking about this thing, right? This pandemic, it just isn't over yet. We got the vaccines. I got mine. You might have yours. And when you get that, it's kind of tempting. You want to go to the beach. You want to show up at the club. I'm not scolding you or nothing like that. I'm a performer. I'm tired of doing my shows with no audience. I get it. But listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. We are not quite there yet. Don't let your guard down now. Just follow the current safety guidelines. Wearing your mask is the best way to get it done. I know the mask is hot. I got it. But you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. Now that's hot. And that's pretty fly if you ask me. Now we need to all keep it together, okay? This is Uncle Steve telling you let's unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. Not just anybody can make the perfect Sazerac. And not just anybody can offer Louisiana's hospitality industry the perfect workers' comp coverage. The Louisiana Restaurant Association's SIF team knows what hospitality businesses need. We truly care about your team's safety and your success. Everybody who's anybody goes with LRA Workers' Comp. Ask around. In this business, word of mouth is everything. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Leo Haggerty is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. The Yuccaneers, what did they do? So much attention being paid to the rest of the division and, of course, your New Orleans Saints here locally as the NFL draft has come to a conclusion. And if that's the case, yeah, let's see what takes place because Max Kellerman just posted on his show uh, this just in. His top five teams that got better in the draft, four AFC teams. Um, the only lone NFC team was number one. And that was the Buccaneers. Huh? About that. 800-998-1003. Saints fans want to hear from you. Tyron Matthew going to be a New Orleans Saint. Probably likely be official. Well, not probably. Uh, it'll be tomorrow when they do that. After 3 p.m. today, if you sign compensatory picks. Just think of that, right? So, you know, like the Saints got compensatory picks because players sign elsewhere. Well, after 3 o'clock today, they sign somebody from another team and all that other stuff. How compensatory picks work. You don't have to at the 3 o'clock. So that's what's going to take place, and that's why uh, they're patiently waiting there. Will they sign a veteran receiver? <laughs> Jarvis Laundry. I, I don't know. Maybe others. Maybe others that are out there there as well. Um, I don't know. But bottom line, Tyron Matthew is indeed going to be a Saint, which is, I think, going to be cool. 17 undrafted rookie free agents as well. We can go over some of those. Ross Jackson earlier today kind of touched on a player that he thinks we should be keeping an eye on. 
and we'll go over that here as well. I got one or two that I think are going to be fun. I mean, that's what we always do, right? We always look at undrafted rookie free agents that can make the roster or what will be fun to kind of keep an eye on all the way around and, you know, whether we do it or not. So we'll take a look at that and we'll see how these other uh, draft picks pan out. In round one, as you know, Chris Salave, the receiver from Ohio State. Offensive tackle Trevor Penning in Northern Iowa. In round two, Alante Taylor, cornerback from Tennessee. It was a puzzling pick at the time, although Ross kind of explained a little bit as to why he thinks he understood it. Essentially, he brought up a good point. No draft picks in rounds three and four. And if that's the case, if that's a player you like, you go get him. Again, that's something that makes sense because you didn't have that third and fourth round pick. That was a player that probably could go there. You normally would think at 49 you're going to get a player that can sort of help you there now. But as Ross brought up, receiver and corner. We saw with receiver last year where you don't have any. Vaya con Dios. Good luck. Um, at corner, if you don't have good corner play or depth in a passing league, you want to win the Super Bowl, you have to beat an AFC team with those quarterbacks. You better have a deep secondary. I mean, Lattimore missed some games, and you never know. Never know. Even if it's a Debo. I mean, Roby helped with depth. I just, again, maybe you can never have enough good corners, and that's what they thought. Plus, also with special teams, and that's where you can see DeMarco Jackson and Jordan Jackson inside linebacker and DeMarco and Defensive tackle from Jordan Jackson from Air Force. And some of what they can provide depth-wise and things of that nature. Here's Mickey Loomis on the draft philosophy back from Saturday. Yeah, look, I think I think uh, I'm going to talk about just philosophy. You guys have heard me say this before. Um, we are of the philosophy that you, you find somebody that you love and you go get them. And that's what we, that's what we did here. Um, there was somebody that we really loved and, and went and got him and and the opportunity presented itself, and you know we're excited about that. He's, he, you know, his skill set, you know, fits what we're, we were looking for. And there was there was a number of good receivers in this draft, um, and all of them would would have helped us. And yet, I think I think Chris is is the guy that his skill set fits what we're looking for perfectly. In what sense? Yeah, just speed. You know, here's, here's what I like about all of our draft picks, for one thing. Tough, smart, they're all seniors, they're all captains. Um, um, you know, they fit the profile of what we want as, you know, as, as players in our locker room, and, and uh, so it begins with that. Mr. Black, thank you for calling the Sports Hangover. Sir, how are you this week? Oh, I'm feeling good. I love that draft. I love that draft. Las Vegas, they still hold one down here in New Orleans. How you doing? Doing well, man. What's going on? Yeah, nothing much going on. I just want to comment on that Miami Dolphins fan you have, man. Why are you entertaining him today? Please tell me about the playoffs. Please tell me about the Saints. I don't need to hear about Miami. Miami ain't nothing. I, I won't be surprised they get seven wins this week. You know? So if I can park my truck out there Thursday, if he be out there Thursday, I'm going to park my truck out there this come east. <laughs> I love it, man. Him, and I'm going to bring that to work with me. Just All right, Roy, you heard it, man. You got to show up the case. He showed up like with like four minutes left in the show last week. I think he strategically did that so he didn't have to see any of you guys. Yeah, he didn't want to see us. He didn't want to see us in New Orleans. 
Mm-hmm. You know how I am. But yeah, man, I just love that pick. Some picks, man. I love every last one. I love when he moved up and took over league number 11. I love that. You know what I'm saying? He wanted that play. He got that play. Hold that. I say about him. Put a little more weight. Five or ten more pounds because it's 17 season, a game season. So, you know, I don't want him to get hurt or nothing mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, you can't predict injuries. Though. But put a little weight on him about five or ten more pounds. Oh, yeah. He ain't going to lose his feel in the time. But, yeah. Our offense going to be nice. Our offense going to be nice. Everybody sleeping on that offense. But that offense going to be nice. You know what I'm saying? You put a piece of hero that's switch blade right where he's supposed to be at. Tyan. He's going to mismatch everybody. And then he blocks. Y'all just put him at him passing. You can put him as a blocker, too, help with the run game. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to take him out there. Most people ain't seeing that, too. You know, he'll help with the offensive line. So I like that. What you say about that? I did, too. Like I said, I said almost the last half hour, man. I. I... I understand there's, you know, that, well, there's holes, and that's why I asked specifically, and I'm not saying that there isn't, or, you know, concern, or, I guess, you know, questions to be answered, but who isn't, right? I mean, who isn't in a lot of different teams? I mean, Roy, who thinks they've won the, you know, the offseason, and apparently can win the Super Bowl in the offseason, um, Tua's still got to be able to deliver the football to all those receivers, right? They still got to block for him, and I know they got Teron Armstead. Guess what, Roy? He has to stay healthy. Which is the problem that he, that he had here. And, and, uh, Mr. Wonder Coach over there, who Roy thinks is literally Bill Walsh's, like, second coming, he's never coached a game as a head coach. You can tell me all you want from the booth. It's completely different when you're on the field. You have to run a team. You face adversity. You, I mean, I'm just telling you, it's different. There have been many a assistant become head coach in the last several years. That were the, well, this guy got coffee for Sean McVay, so he must be good. Diagnosing and diagramming offensive plays in your head on a dry eraser board is completely different than being a head coach. So there's a lot of things, Roy, that have got to happen before you start winning that that division. I mean, I'm just telling you. I mean, it's... There's Don't things that. Get you mad like that man. Uh, you're right. You're right. Why am I? Why am I... <laughs> <laughs> gotta let it go. <sighs> I gotta let it go. I know. I just... well, no, it's just true because I'm sitting here like, dude. I mean, all these teams won the Super Bowl, you know, over the weekend. I'm just so let's, let's breathe. Yeah. Let's stay under the radar. Let's stay under the radar while offense. Our defense was the But let's stay you know what I'm saying? So we do have trouble. We're going to make the playoffs. And I'm most surprised. You know me. Every year is a Super Bowl year for mm-hmm. me. Even when we were 7 and 6. I mean, 6 and 8, 8 and 8 and all that. I thought we could have won the Super Bowl there, even though we had a weak defense. But now, the brights look bright. No one look bright. Basketball and football. When can you say that? Let's talk about that. When can you say that? We look good on both ends. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? No, dude, here's what's crazy, Mr. Black, and then I gotta get to who that John. Here's what's crazy. Um there's people legitimately a day after the Pell season came to a conclusion that they're pumped and can't wait for next season. And there's people and there's people after the draft, as we're speaking here this first work day after the draft, and people can't wait to cover training camp. You know what I'm saying? So, I, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's been a while I'm with, I'm that you can legitimately – Black, Mr. Black, I'd say this. Is, I mean, look, it's been a bit, and I know it's happened before, where the Saints have been in the playoffs and the Pelicans have been in the playoffs. But to say that, you know, like you felt real good about the future moving forward, I, you know, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It's been on shaking ice with that. But now you can see it. Now, now we're just developing right – 
what we have to do. Everything will be all right. You know, take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just like, yeah. give you example. They lost their quarterback last year for the He came back this year, full game, bumped to the yeah. Super Bowl, Cincinnati. Their defense wasn't all that, but they, they did okay. Just like we did okay this year, because our offense was. I love our offensive players. Even though I, most of them gone, I love them all. I bear with them. But this year, it seems like it's going to be much better. It's going to seem like it's going to be everybody's yep. going to be healthy. They're going to go through it. They're going to they're gonna pull for a team. You know, team people pull for teams. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play even though I got to let Nick hit. Let me still play because my team needs me out there. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to see the bigger picture. Everybody down there often, the offense is going to be like, wow, y'all, we're going to be surprised. I can't wait to train the camp. I hear I me. can't wait. Thank I'm, you, bud. All the players done. But, oh, let me tell you that I already put it for three days for training camp. I already put it in my PTO time. <laughs> Dude's already put it. All right, man. Looking forward to, to at least hearing you honk by, man. If I uh, stop by real quick over at Katie's on Thursday, looking forward to it. But if I go for a parking spot, you know what? I, I I know you got a big old truck. I hear you exactly. You know what? Just honk from Canal Canal Street. I'll, I'll hear you. Just give me a honk. Sounds good, man. Take care. Mr. Black literally has like a gargantuan truck. Uh, who that, John? Thank you so much uh, for giving us a buzz here. What's up, man? I'm going to try to come too, Gus, for real. I, I like Katie. They, they got some good food. But look, oh, yeah, two yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Roy, let me tell you something, bro. You fight a losing battle over here. I'm just <laughs> letting you know. And I'm going to tell you something else, Mr. Roy. Got a lot of respect for you. Never met you. The team gonna finish last in your own division. Yeah, that's you right. Got the, I'm saying you got it. the Jets above them. <laughs> I got the I got the Jets above them, uh, Gus. Bottom line, and that's all I gotta say about that. I know you're about to send you a million text messages right now because of what I just said. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that sit for a second. But let me just say, let me just tell you this, Gus. I think me and you think a lot. I think a like a lot of the times, and I um, isn't it crazy how like early on in the um off season. Uh, my fellow Who That Nation, my fellow Saints fans <clears throat> were calling up, you know, just freaking out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we gonna... Isn't, it, isn't it crazy how, how everything is just what we thought it was going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, I always had faith in Mickey Loomis. I always had faith in the hire because I had faith in Mickey Loomis because I had faith in Gail and Spencer. So it's like, we, we did all that stressing because I, I, I didn't, I argue with people all the time in the city about the Saints and, and the success and because I know the team really well and I know football. Sure. And they're like, oh, well, Jameis is a bet. I'm like, they don't know. They're really just outside fans. They're just outside football fans, so they don't really know. Like, um, I knew them boys was not going to have no quarterback. There's no way in the world it was going to use all that capital to draft a quarterback. When they got the quarterback in the building. I don't know if he's going to play for 10 years, but you got the quarterback in the building for the next two years. And then you put the icing on the cake with a wonderful draft, a lot of potential um, uh, key playmakers in the undrafted class. Mm-hmm. And then we got the homeboy coming to- coming in town. Uh, you still got money for some other free agents. I mean, I, every press conference that Dennis Allen has had, anything that's come out of his mouth since his hire, I have loved every single word. I have loved his demeanor. You can tell he's a true leader, and you can tell that the players in that locker room respect him already. And, the, yeah. and I, I mean, I think we're gonna have a really successful season. Um, I'm gonna be calling all throughout the year. I'm excited, <laughs> boy. You're gonna be very, very, very disappointed, my man. 
But I'll, hopefully I'll come out there Thursday and come see you, Gus. Yeah, man. Come by. Looking forward to it, dude. I've, I've kind of spent most of uh, earlier this morning looking at the, the menu. <laughs> what I'm gonna it's, it's terrible. It's a you can't good wait, thing. Gus. You can't Look, wait. <laughs> I, I love what Scott said earlier. He's like, dude, you're going to be around for 10 years. I'm like, that's good because I'm going to have to try probably. I, I need to do that this year. It's my problem. Like, I'd go to Vinny's or I'd go to, you know, Tracy's, and it was always like the same thing. I'm, I'm going to purposely try something different every week. Like on purpose. Well, because well, this is the thing. I, I've been to, uh, so um, I, I've only been to Katie's twice, right? Mm-hmm. But I've, yeah. I've, I've been for like birthday dinners upstairs, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and I've only I've, I've only tried to like I, I tried the pool boy once, um, and like a pizza. Me and my mom had split a pizza or something, mm-hmm. and that's all I tried. But man, what what the guy was saying uh, last week, I think it was, uh, and with and with your promoter, I mean, I, I gotta try, I gotta try something else. <laughs> well, I tell you what, who that so, John? Maybe you and a couple other buddies. You can try the barge. It's a three foot well, load. Well, yeah, no, I'm, three, I'm a big guy. I'm sorry, I, I need. No, <laughs> it's three feet. It's three feet of fried shrimp, oysters, and uh, and fish. I'd be like, I mean, I just, I mean, if you can knock Mr. out Black, the barge, come, come help me out, Mister Black. Come help me out, Mr. Black. Oh, dude, tell you, who can try the barge? Thank you, man. Appreciate the yeah, phone call, bud. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Sounds good. When we come back, LSU tweeted something earlier today that surprised me and probably a whole lot of other people about their football team. Marlon Favor will join me next to touch on that when we return on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. And now, an important message from Steve Harvey. I've been thinking about this thing, right? This pandemic, it just isn't over yet. We got the vaccines. I got mine. You might have yours. And when you get that, it's kind of tempting. You want to go to the beach. You want to show up at the club. I'm not scolding you or nothing like that. I'm a performer. I'm tired of doing my shows with no audience. I get it. But listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. We are not quite there yet. Don't let your guard down now. Just follow the current safety guidelines. Wearing your mask is the best way to get it done. I know the mask is hot. I got it. But you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. Now that's hot. And that's pretty fly if you ask me. Now we need to all keep it together, okay? This is Uncle Steve telling you let's unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. As always, we enjoy having 
Mr. Marlon Favorite, join us, sir. How are you this afternoon? Man, all is well, my brother. All is well. Hello, somebody. There it is. I love this. I look forward now to this segment so I can play this. You know what I mean? I love it, man. It's good stuff. Uh, Marlon, uh, I, before we get to the big day that was for your Tigers, which is a bit surprising, I think to a lot of different people, really, when you look at it, overall, man, there's a ton of excitement with Saints fans because homegrown product, man, is coming home. And we've talked the last couple of weeks about Tyron Matthew legitimately being all over the state, right? Baton Rouge, talking to the Tigers, walking around town here in New Orleans, taking photos with people, just you name it. You know the, you know the man, you know the family, dude. How special is this and just the journey to come back here, man? I was just uh, talking with Frank and Frank about that earlier. We were just talking about how big that, that was. Uh, I know they did a uh, seventh war documentary with them and, you know, they're those are the staying all guys. But w- w- what's big about it more than anything else is the time he spent before, as you said, Gus, the time he spent before weeks before get, signing to the Saints and getting his deal done, spent some time with Brian Kelly, talked and went back and most importantly, talked to the, the players currently at LSU about his story and it motivated them. So I think Coach Allen paid close, close attention to that, liking Tyron over the years. Um, this is a, a accomplished player and an all-decade uh, team player. Constantly went to the Pro Bowl, uh, played in the Super Bowl, was was a major impact in that game. Huge. And, and then, Gus, you talk about LSU and a big day that, that, that we just had on, on this weekend, excuse me, three days we had. Didn't even realize it until this morning. Ten guys, six second most in school history, that's huge because that spoke volumes. Now think about this, Gus, and, uh, and everyone out there listening to 504. Hello. Mm-hmm. Look at it like this. This is a team. Some of these guys were injured that got drafted. Some of these guys had to go through the ringer. I mean, you look at a guy like Ed Ingram. You look at a guy like Austin Decker. These guys experienced the highs and the lows of LSU. I, I spoke with Nick Farrell yesterday. We mm-hmm. talked a while. It was just kind of giving some tidbits as a, as a rookie defensive tackle coming to the league. He said, Faith, I ran a 5-4-40 at the combine, and I thought that was going to hurt my stop. It didn't. He went fourth round. Gus, this is a team that was – Frank told me this earlier. This is a team that was 6-7 and seven if you count the bowl game loss. Yeah. And you mean to tell me a seven team had 10 picks? You tell me a guy leaves an established team in Notre Dame and comes here? You have a guy who's from here, Algiers, Louisiana, and Cortez Hankton, who leaves a national champion winning team in Georgia and coming here. There's something special in the water, and, and, and this draft just shows you how special it is when you have homegrown talent that does exceptionally well. I think one of the other players, too, and we always talk about this, sometimes for whatever reason. I mean, we saw Trey Turner and just just a history here, not just with LSU, just with players. It just happened for some reason, right? We saw it this draft. For one reason or another, whether it's injury concern or, or something, but Demone, Demone Clark, man, I, I think going to the Cowboys and, and being on track, that's, that's a steal. Like that guy can play, <laughs> right? I mean, I understand the injury concern because of a spinal injury and all this other, but dude, that guy can play. If he can stay healthy and be healthy, that, that's beyond a steal. 
Hey, Gus, man, you're taking my content for later on in the show. Sorry, I was going to tell you the highlight of the whole draft was, <laughs> you know, them getting the Cowboys. You know, come on, think about it. LSU Cowboys, it don't get no better than that, baby. No, come on, no. But, but look, look, now you have Michael Parson and Damone Clark, arguably one of the better linebackers in this in this past class. And you look at, I mentioned Neil Farrell. He was the number one run stopper in college football. I mean, look at how those guys performed at the senior bowl. It's so many elements, Gus, to look at with this team and, and, and how this draft showed it. NFL's team spoke loud of what they were watching, what they were looking for, um, even all the way up to Derek Stanley, who, who thought, um, of course, inside the trenches, of course the first two guys coming off the board are going to be D-lining, right? But right mm-hmm. after that, you get Derek Stingley, and in my opinion, and, and we spoke about this a lot on this show, the best cornerback in this class that, that, that just finished, and how the Texans did well, you get Christian Harris, he's a Louisiana guy from U High, and then they go back, turn around and get Austin Deculus. He's now a teammate of Derek Stingley. I mean, look, listen, this, this area, it's, it's no secret, we're a hotbed for some of the best athletes in the world. Um, this draft showed it, and Hey, man, even the guys who go undrafted, like uh, Glenn Logan, I want to say he ended up with the, with the Browns. Mm-hmm. So it's, these guys have opportunities, and, I, and I'm proud of my type. Speaking with Marlon Favor, I Big Fave 504, Inside the Trenches, the podcast here as well. When you take a look at, obviously, um, some of those guys, whether it's undrafted or to go later on in a round, it kind of goes to something that we can talk about, whether it's your Cowboys or, of course, the Saints here locally. And it's, you know, DeMarco Jackson, Jordan Jackson, the fifth and sixth round picks for the Saints, even the second round pick, Alante Taylor. For a lot of these guys, special teams is where it's at and where you make it. A lot of times you hear that, it's kind of like goes in one ear, not the other. I think for a lot of people that cover teams or are fans of teams because they're obviously interested in the starting 11. Marlon, as a player like you, though, I mean, that that's a big thing. And it's not easy to get in to a roster if you're specifically going to be a special teamer, huh? It isn't, and the guys who are the special teamers, um, you know, case in point, I was watching a little bit of the film on the guys we did pick up, and our guy from, um, I want to say Jackson, from Appalachian State, he ran down some of his highlights on his draft film was running down on special teams. So that does matter when you look at a 53-man roster and the guys that dress out and play in the 45-man roster, how important it is for them not only to be able to contribute as much as they can. That's what makes Tyron so valuable. If you ask me, if the Saints need Tyron to return the ball as a punter, he can do that. If you need Tyron to play play the high safety, he can do that. You want to have fun and put him in. I would really like to do this. I know Coach Allen's thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, put him in and in, in in the box and, and let them cover teams who like to run too tight in. I mean, it, it's so many different um variables and different elements of the game you can explore when you have a player that's that's versatile you talk about a guy like me Gus I was I was a a, a one pony show right I I was a nose guard that's it I didn't have the opportunity to play any special teams so that hurt a lot of time making a roster like they really like you as a nose guard but it's about what you can do to contribute to the 53 if I'm going to have you Dress out, could you run down on special teams? You know, things of that nature. And, you know, you, you got a, a nose guard who was a third string nose guard. It's not, a, he's not going to have an opportunity to make that team. But if you're a third string cornerback or you're a third string linebacker and you're excellent at practice on punt return or kickoff return or kickoff, that helps you to make that roster spot. Marley, when you take a look, obviously, at teams in the division and really just overall, um, 
everyone feels good today, right? Uh, but you got work to do from this point on. And I guess our focus when we chat here as well is how quickly can you pick up things and, and be able to kind of, you know, put what you had on tape and what you did in college to a, an NFL level. You always hear, so I want to take like every week one aspect of it. And I guess, Physically, everyone talks about the speed and the physicality of the men that you're going up against and things of that nature. But just kind of go over the process of just the start, right? You got the call, however it is it is, whether it's an undrafted working for agent, you know where you got to be, and you got to get in there. So I guess step one for us to go over, Marlon, is literally step one. I mean, I was listening to Mickey Loomis on the tweet that they provided the night they got you know, a lot of it. And he's like, you're going to be getting a phone call from our PR people. You're going to be doing interviews. They're going to get somebody to call you from the team. We're going to get you out here. We're going to get you fitted. I'm like, there's a lot of different things that go in there. It's a lot in a short amount of time, isn't it? Yeah, especially for the first first round. So for uh, for Chris Olavier, he, he, he was able to go in the first round. So they flew him in that night. You know, he, uh, he stayed out in Vegas and interviewed there. And once the team drafts you, you're now part of that organization, so now you get that schedule. Um, for a guy like me who's an undrafted free agent, the scout in my area who, who brought me in to Carolina gave me a call, and he said, hey, Marlon, we're booking your flight. We're going to fly you out in two days for rookie OTAs. And he gave me the entire schedule for that week and the one to follow. So right after the draft, you're going to know what your future life is. I, I mean, really within out, within that hour. Like mm-hmm. They're going to give you your whole deal. Uh, like for Derek Stingley, he had interviews after, and he had to make appearances, and you know you start that whole deal, and, and now we're living in the world of NFTs and NIL deals. So once the decision is made, now you're a business manager, and now you know that organization's uh you know media department can start marketing you different ways, and you know you go through all those those different phases. So it, it's for sure in the, in the words of Meek Mill, "Hello, somebody, it's level mm-hmm. to it, but to a certain extent, right?" First rounders all the way down to free agents, but everybody got to be on the rookie OTA. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Your Cowboys, how, how did you guys do? Because all I keep hearing is that the Eagles are now the NFC East favorites. <laughs> I mean, I oh. chuckle because, dude, as much as I like to pick on you, I mean, dude, I mean, come on. I mean, really, now Philly's the favorite? Yes, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, the bottom line is, they just really don't have faith in Dak Prescott. That's what it is. The, 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 you know, the folks who claim to put all of these stories out of who's going to be that team. I just really think Philadelphia struggles with identity. That's pretty much the bottom line for them. The Cowboys don't struggle with identity. I mean, the defense just got better. He got Jamal Clark, one of the better linebackers. Didn't he win with the – was it Buckets Award winner, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken? You know, he's top linebacker in the country. You know, he's at, he's a cowboy now. We saw what Michael Parsons did. He was almost defensive player of the year. He went for P.J. Watt, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's not – they can say what they want to say, but, I mean, you know. <laughs> he is Marlon favorites, Mr. Cowboy. I felt I'd give you a little bit of that. Look, I tell you what. Um, as long as Roy keeps telling that the Saints are going to win five or six games or seven games, you're, you're good. You can talk about the Cowboys. You're not going to upset anybody anymore. <laughs> I will say this. You and I sat on this show for years, and I've complained about the way the Saints draft. I thought the Saints did an excellent job this year. They did from the start to the finish, even from the perspective of the defensive tackle. I mean, I watched a little bit of film on our guy. I watched him play 
we have a guy with conquer on uh, Navy, Donald Bernard. Mm-hmm. So when they played against Air Force, I saw him, you know, obviously. But I really, now that we drafted him, he's someone who's going to co- come in and be a contributor. Um, Jordan Jackson from from Air Force. So mm-hmm. I thought from the beginning of the draft all the way to the end, they addressed every need right away, and the, the team looks nice. And you know, we wake up on a you know, go get. I got my coffee, sitting drinking my coffee, and I hit Tyron. More than likely, was going to sign with the Saints by the time of the Saints and. I, do my research and so well. NFL.com said the same thing. So <laughs> it's an exciting day in Louisiana. And again, man, I think the Saints did an excellent job. I think it's going to be cool, man. And now the, the debate is whether or not he can get that number seven. Although Amy just did point out, uh, earlier today, the, the only problem with that is that the number that currently is on Taysom Hill's jersey. Holds a lot of significance for Taysom. He wears number seven, Amy Just Tweets, in honor of his brother, Dexter, who passed away in 2016. So it's going to be, you know, yeah. I mean, when, when you have a number that's that significant, I think Tyron would, would understand. I know everyone wants him to wear seven, but if he doesn't, you probably know why now. Thank you, Marlon. Appreciate it as always, bud. Man, thanks for having me, Justin. Oh, Look a pleasure. We will see you on Friday. Up next, Leo Haggerty will go through the rest of the NFC South. How did the Kitty Cats, the Panthers, and the Yuccaneers do? It's Port Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. And nothing gets me down. You got it tough. I've seen the toughest around. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Don't miss out on Clean Car Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your car is ready for a spring cleaning, stop by for great deals on everything you need to keep it looking like new, including Mother's California Gold Wash and Wax, just $5.99 for a 64-ounce bottle. That's a $5 savings. Visit the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts today or shop OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Still up. We've got eight more floors to go before lunch. Sarusha's window washing business is reaching new heights. Wipe, wipe, and let's roll. They need more certified cleaners to keep online reviews crystal clear. Team, I know we're hustling, but watch for streaks. Candace, can you give me a hand over here? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Joined now by Dominique Foxworth, Morning Neek. What's going on? Man, I can't hang out with y'all. Why? It's, 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 it's a little why? too comfortable around here. It just feels a little too much like home. I'm going to slip up and say the wrong thing on the air. I just get... Yeah, got to be a professional, man. Yeah, you got to be able to multitask. You play football. I, I did back then. I, that's a, a muscle I don't use anymore. <laughs> now, now it's a switch. I turn it on and off now. I can't go in and out of worlds. So that's that's sharp sharp here. Stay sharp here, man. Messing with me, I'm going to have you stumbling, bumbling <laughs> over words. Yeah. Jay, Neek is so right, though, because when you get a little too relaxed... Oh, that be happening all the time. You be in the middle of a conversation, you be talking to somebody, me and keep like, I'm like, yo, look, yeah. it's hard to stay focused over here, man. Cameras on you. You know, Nick, you got to be able to pay attention. See, I could hear y'all talking. I could hear Max. I hear my producers. I'm watching television. Got to stay focused. Yeah, that's probably how. If if Jordan was a basketball coach, that's how he talked to people. Like, you just got to do it. It's not that easy. GJ and Max mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Citizen. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Very interesting. Just saw this as a tweet before we get to Leo Haggerty here. Um, <clears throat> apparently reports out there 
Rudy Gobert to tell the Jazz, trade him or Donovan Mitchell? Apparently the two cannot coexist. That has been one of the most surprising teams. I mean, two seasons ago, they they looked like a team that absolutely was going to be a contending team in the West, and their two biggest players now apparently can't get along. So Rudy Gobert to tell the Jazz to trade him or Donovan Mitchell. Go ahead and start it, Pels fans. You know you love Spida over at the Smoothie King Center to play point guard in his team. Uh, Leo Haggerty, what's up, sir? How are you this afternoon? Well, I'm drafted out, Gus. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're having a good old Monday. You might have heard some dude named the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, uh, reportedly tomorrow will officially sign with the Saints, but all indications and report by you name it from ESPN, the NFL Network, the local reporters, it's done. Uh, they're just waiting until after 3 o'clock, so they don't have to give anybody a compensatory pick. So he's a Saint. Um, first off, your thoughts on him, and what do you think that does to the Saints' defense here based off of what they drafted? You know what, Gus? Uh, the, the guys still got tread on the tire, so you can't just say, oh, well, they're getting somebody off the scrap heap. You know, the Honey Badger can play. You know, he he proved uh, what he could bring to Kansas City. And one was the Super Bowl, and the second was the second trip to the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you what, guys, I can't believe how badly New Orleans is getting hammered for the draft. And I, I don't understand it. Uh, and everybody's saying, oh, you moved up, you, you, you wasted draft capital. Well, what do you say about the Rams then? And, and I think, Gus, what you're going to see happen right now is you're going to see teams do what the Eagles did and what the Cardinals did. They're going to trade away draft capital for proven talent because that's, nobody coming out in the draft is a short thing. You know, it just doesn't happen. The Saints did what they needed to do to get the best wide receiver on the board at the time. That was Chris Olave, and, and I agree with it. Uh, Penning is a really nice player you'll like him uh he'll step right in there and play tackle for armstrong and the honey badger uh it fills that needed safety which we all talked about it's interesting because when you when you look at what the bucks did a couple of years ago and going and fill that need at left tackle there as well right i mean you like those are things that you, you kind of have to do and to your point i i think being able to get a good route runner, a guy that can still take the top off. He ran a four three forty. I don't think like a lot of people are giving him enough credit as a guy that can, they can catch the deep ball. I mean, <laughs> Chris Olave can run, and, and then you add a guy that you know probably in those in those early drafts, especially in Brady's first year, you're sitting there going, "Oh, they went you know tackle. You got to protect those guys." And look, I, I said this, Leo, the Saints what four to last five, three to last five, whatever, have started a rookie offensive lineman. Ramchek started as a rookie. Um, McCoy started as a rookie. Ruiz started as a rookie. And now you'll have this guy likely maybe start as a rookie. I mean, they, they have done that. Plus, Doug Marone becoming the offensive line coach, I think, can't be overstated how much that's going to help. Oh, Gus, you can't overstate that. Look at the offensive line coaches around the league. There's guys in their 60s, 70s, and some almost 80 still coaching. And I was listening over the weekend to a former NFL player who comes on and said, you wouldn't believe how bad the coaching is at the NFL level. And, Gus, I said this 
all along that I don't think you got a whole lot of teachers up there, you know, and coaching. But I'll tell you what, you do offensive line coaches because that's the hardest position to go. And if you can keep them healthy, that's the key part. Right. And you can make them one cohesive unit and not lose. Like, like the Bucks lost two pieces. That's going to be tough to replace. I don't care you brought in a, a Shaq Mason, you drafted a, a kid out of Central Michigan. I don't care. That's going to take a while. And I always said that for every rookie you start, that's a loss. And on the <coughs> offensive line, it may be two. Just Excuse because me. it's going to mm-hmm. take them a while to get used to what's going on. Um, I, I think the, the other thing, too, that is going to be interesting along the lines of what you talk about, the coaching and the teaching, is that something that you really can't, you know, think of too. I mean, I, I think Marone's going to make Ruiz better. I think he's going to make McCoy better. I think he's going to really help on those aspects of it there as well. And, and then, you know, when, when you look at maybe overall this team, look, Dan Arlowski had them third, kind of the, the top five NFC. He has the Eagles at five. Packers four, Saints three, Bucks two, with um, the Rams being one. And I'm just saying, look, I, I, I'm going to say this. I, I would at least say they're seventh or eighth, you know, in a position to at least contend. I, you can't forget the Cardinals and 49ers are still a very talented team. Um, you know, they'll probably be, you know, Vikings or Bears. Somebody will kind of make a little run or a push. I mean, they got some talent there, new coaches. So let's see how they sort of respond there. Um, could there be two teams in the East? I don't know, but I, I just look at the NFC and I, I just have trouble thinking the Saints won't be competitive. Oh, I, I think they'll be very competitive. And, and again, uh, they've got the Bucks number and that's the biggest thing. You know, you go in. And Tampa Bay hasn't figured out how to beat New Orleans in the regular season. That's a plus. And again, Carolina got better. The Falcons got better with the draft, we think. And again, it's it's a we think because we don't know how these guys are, are, are going to step up to the next level. But I, I like what the Saints did. I like what the Falcons did. And uh, Gus, Somebody, there was an adult in the room in Carolina that said, don't take a quarterback. <laughs> It'll fall to you. And, right. you know, I, I hate to say it, it, it makes them better. I was hoping they would take somebody right. there because that meant one of those wide receivers would fall down to you. And, you know, somebody said today that, <laughs> that the Saints gave up five draft picks to get Chris Olave. They, they traded three away for the Eagles to move up and then another two. And, and, and Gus, I'm going to say this. And people may disagree with me, but if you're trading away four, five, fifth, and sixth, and seventh round picks, they are throwaways anyway. You are not expecting to get a starter. No, All you're ex- doing exactly. there is you're trying to get a guy in who can replace another guy with a higher salary. It becomes a money issue then. Hundred so percent. You're looking at those guys. You're trying to get replacement players, not starters. And what I've been trying to express here as well, Leo Haggard of Sports Magazine, as we cover the NFC South, is that um, if Michael Thomas wasn't coming back or wasn't coming back, he's better than anybody you have. He would be your number one receiver. Chris Olave is that good. Like, I, like he's he's not some hey, that's great. We went and got. He would be the number one receiver. Like it, he would absolutely be it. Um, let's take a look at the uh, the pigeons over here in Atlanta. Went Drake London with the first pick. They went defensive end Arnold. Um, 
from Penn State. That was a need when I was talking to an Atlanta guy back on Thursday. They needed an edge rusher. Troy Anderson, inside linebacker. Then Desmond Ritter went in the third round. I Look, I love the confidence already. He said he's he's not leaving until he brings the city a Super Bowl. I like Desmond Ritter, and I talked to you, I think, about it back on Friday. For some reason, that name kept popping in my head. Well, he's in the division, so I don't know. I, I, I think the Falcons actually did not draft poorly, as much as I hate to say it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I was sitting there going, they, and we had a chance, Gus, to see Desmond Ritter play a lot, playing against Tulane in, in South Florida. The, the guy is a player, and, and he's tougher than a lot of people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. I think he will be part of that. By, by Thanksgiving, you'll see Desmond Ritter getting a lot of playing time because he's a smart kid. He knows what he needs to do. And you know what? If I'm throwing to Kyle Pitts and Drake London, I'm going to look good. And it, 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 it's a bad omen for the rest of the NFC South, mm-hmm. but it's a great omen for Atlanta. And, and they got that edge rusher in Ebiteki. So let's look at uh, the Kitty Cats in Carolina. Went offensive tackle, as you mentioned. Matt Corral as their second pick in the third round. So two of the quarterbacks with, you know, that we came familiar with name wise going to this draft, going in this division, Ritter over to the Falcons, Corral to Carolina. Do you think eventually those two guys will be the starting quarterbacks? I like Matt Corral. I, I honestly do. It all honestly depends what they plan on doing up there. Again, Finally, there was an adult in the room at Carolina. And, and I, I congratulated you on your predictability saying, hey, they're going to take a quarterback. Well, I just didn't think they'd take him in the first round or they'd trade down. And they didn't. They they got that offensive tag, tackle. And, and this guy's a road grader. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> Ekwanu, he can, you stand in front of this guy, you better be ready because he's coming at you. I, I like to pick a corral. When he was healthy, he was the best multi-dimensional quarterback coming out. You know, you can talk all you want about the guy at Liberty, but he's not playing against the competition in the SEC that Matt Corral was. And he he would just go, and he would uh, one option, two options, third option was take off, and he could take off in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So that's going to help Carolina because now you've got a quarterback with escape ability. And, and they haven't had that in a while. Yeah, he kind of plays more to what Matt Rule did in college, right? To kind of look at it from this perspective. All right, give me uh, in 30 seconds here, Leo, the, the team that you thought did the best just in general in the NFL at the draft and the other that on the other side of the spectrum where you went, what were they thinking? Well, I'll tell you what, Gus. It's hard to look up at New York and not pick both the Jets and the Giants. Yeah, And it's almost like a sacrilege that I'm saying they did well in the draft. I, I mean – you, you look at what the Giants did, and you look at what the Jets did. I, I thought that was a... We'll change up to five parts is $39.95, or diesel $129.95. The works includes oil filter change, tire rotation, and multi-point inspection. Get a brake job for $289.95, including brake pads, resurfacing rotors per axle. See our certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. 
energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. I don't wait for that. I like the drop. Mickey Loomis back on Saturday. <clears throat> kind of mentioned a little bit on uh, the thought process on how to go about picking undrafted rookie free agents. 17 and all. Yeah, it's a good, a good question. So... You know, when when we look at our roster, we've got you know, all these magnets up, right? And there's blank magnets that get us from, you know, where we're at to 90. And some of those magnets get filled in with draft picks. Some of them get filled in with college free agents. But there'll be a couple left over. And some of the magnets have, you know, comments on them. We must have a player at this position that can, you know, is ready to play in the NFL right now, and some of them are needs, some of them are musts, and some of them are just wants. We call that, you know, that's the way we categorize them. And so, um, you know, when when the um, you know college free agents, you know, when that thing gets done, we're going to have a couple blank magnets, and and um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll look toward free agency, the remaining free agents, veteran free agents that are out there. And uh, maybe even the trade market, you know, we'll see. Will any of those say must? Um, yeah, one of them will for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not really. You guys can guess that. You, you, you probably know it already. Ah, there it is, a little tease. Safety. That was addressed again tomorrow. Be prepared to see it. Maybe even later this afternoon, but you will see it in the near future. New Orleans Saints officially tweeting. Probably see a photo of Tyra. No doubt. Lots of Saints fans will be happy about that here as well. Here's Dennis Allen's comments on what you just heard Mickey Loomis say. Post-draft free agency market. Well, I, I think the biggest thing um, is I think we've, we've done a pretty good job of identifying uh, the types of guys that we're looking for. Um, whether it be from a mental standpoint, from an athletic skill set standpoint, uh, 
from a, a football intelligence standpoint. I think just having a clear vision for how we'll utilize a guy um, gives a guy a chance to come in and have success. And so um, I, I think that's probably the reason why we've had some success uh, both in the draft and in free agency. He addressed a little bit uh, on the free agency in terms of priority. Well, look, you know, there's some there's some positions where we feel like we've we've added some pieces, and so um, the 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 sense of urgency to think that we oh well we got to go out and and uh, and try to acquire somebody uh, you know as a free agent is probably not not the same as maybe it would have been. You know, a few weeks ago, I think that's just kind of how the process goes. You you start with the free agent process um, that goes along for a couple weeks. Things kind of slow down a little bit. You kind of get through the draft, and then you reevaluate where you're at and, um, and and see if if there's anything you need to do to try to improve your team. Right. Uh, the other aspect of it too, as well, is when you look at it overall. Um, have they addressed all those needs, Dennis Allen? Well, look, I think we've we've addressed a lot of needs. Um, you know, this is a process that's I don't know that this process ever ends. You know, you're always looking for ways to uh, improve your team, and so uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get up here pretty soon, and, and and we're working on you know the college free agents. We'll go through that process, and then we'll evaluate where we are after that, and um, see what else we need to do to try to help our team. So. I don't think that's a, I mean, that's a never-ending process. We can discuss it as we go on this week. But running back, a lot of people discussing that, right? Ingram is signed. Um, do you need other players here as well? And again, the question hangs in the air. Will Alvin Kamara miss any games? Uh, Dennis Allen on the concern at running back. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think that has any effect on us right now. Well, again, am I comfortable with the depth? Yes. Might we look to add somebody? Yes. Um, but we might stay put. Again, like I said, if there's a guy out there that we feel can help us, then we're going to try to do everything we can to go get him. There you go. So it sounds a lot like Sean Payton, right? Where, look, um, you, you like what you have in the room, but you also can't – uh, look at it as you are going to be blind to certain situations. And he's always said that the Italian, the talent evaluating process is always one that never stops. And that is something that you heard from both he and Mickey Loomis. And it makes sense. I mean, you don't know what happens throughout here, from OTAs to minicamp to whatever, whether it's injuries or other guys step up or maybe aren't performing the way they are, right? So we just got started this week, NBA playoffs the rest of the week, plus we'll have a bunch of other different guests this week to kind of maybe go a little bit more in specific to what the Saints did. And we have not had a full day yet to wrap up the Pell season. We'll focus on that tomorrow. It's the Sports Hangover. Matt Muscona, after further review, is next on ESPN New Orleans.